You're listening to I Have a Query. I'm your host, Molly. My pronouns are she, her. Um, and we have Johnny, our very nice sound tech. What's up? My oh uh, uh, he him. Okay, he's a he him. <laughs> um, he he is straight, but his girlfriend is bi, so he's an honorary queer. Um, <laughs> I I am passively cis, uh, mostly gay. Um, and this is my gay podcast where I'm going to talk about gay stuff um, and, and non-gay, but still queer stuff. Um, I, I really enjoy digging deep into queer history, queer activism, uh, queer issues, queer entertainment. Um, I think that a lot of really great things are starting to happen now and like greater visibility for trans and non-binary people and like we're starting to center queer people of color in a way that they haven't previously been centered and it's really great um that we're seeing that now but there are i mean thousands of years of queer history to dig into as well um so every episode will be a different topic um that somehow ties into the lgbtqia plus community johnny can you tell me what every letter in the acronym stands for how many letters are there well there are quite a few um the longest one that is most commonly used in conversation like there's a very long one that you will see in writing, but the longest one that people will generally actually say is LGBTQIA plus. So what, what, what is L? Lesbian. G. Gay. B. Bisexual. Um, bisexual, yes. Little note, a lot of people only refer to themselves as bi. Bisexual is a valid word to use for people who self-identify as bisexual, but many people only identify as bi. So when in doubt, just say bi. T. Trans? Yes. Um, and a, a similar th- thing to bi, the shortened form, just trans, is what is most common right now. Um, but transgender is also correct. Um, transsexual is outdated. Transvestite is outdated. Um, just trans is very safe. Q queer and cute cute q has two two so queer queer's the big one but then there's another one i don't know questioning uh, okay. yeah so that can be sexuality gender lack of sexuality or gender okay a- anything okay i intersex yes i'm very proud of you as a cis het man that you know the word intersex when did you first hear the word intersex 
Oh, I don't know. If, uh, maybe like three or four years ago. Really? In what context? Okay, I didn't hear it. I read it online. Oh, no, that, that, that's great. That's great that you were seeing things related to being intersex online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't look it out, look for it on purpose, but it came up, so. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so intersex um, is what is the proper term um, in the modern vernacular for people who previously would have been called hermaphrodites. Um, hermaphrodite is regarded by many intersex people to be an offensive and outdated term. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of people, even within the queer community, still say hermaphrodite and don't know that intersex is the more proper term. Um, and there are many different ways that being intersex uh, presents itself. Um, a lot of people don't even know that they're intersex until just like some scan. The doctor's like, oh, by the way, uh, you have a testicle right next to your ovary. Were you aware? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, like they the, the most common thing you hear about intersex people is like, oh, a baby's born, their genitalia is pretty androgynous, um, and the doctor has to quote-unquote correct it, which um, I have very strong feelings about. Um, like, th this whole correction of intersex people is just so demeaning and like put it's it's so frustrating because like the same people who are pro changing a baby's natural genitals to fit some arbitrary box these are the same people who are like oh trans people can't just choose their gender you can't change god's will okay motherfucker you can't change god's will like this baby was born the way it was born let the baby grow up and determine what they want to do about it if anything like plenty of intersex people with like outward bodily representation of like physically being intersex don't want to change what they naturally have going on and the people who do want to change what they naturally have going on need to be allowed to grow mentally to a point where they're capable of making that decision for themselves um so clearly i have a lot of thoughts on this i'd like to do a whole episode on it <laughs> um okay so after that tangent um a ally incorrect in fucking correct big big no no um allies don't get to be in the acronym motherfucker okay allies don't get to be in the acronym i'm sorry um a stands for asexual and aromantic um you can be asexual while not being a romantic, you can be a romantic while not being asexual. 
um, you can be both, and both exist, as with everything, exist on a spectrum. Um, and something interesting about asexual and aromantic people is that asexual people who are only romantically attracted to hetero attractions and aromantic people who are only sexually attracted in hetero ways, some of them identify as being part of the queer community and some of them do not. Um, my personal stance, it, it's your choice. Like if, if you're a Sir Arrow and you are not interested in being in homo relationships, you can 100% still identify as queer if that's what makes you comfortable. Um, but the people who choose not to identify as queer, totally valid as well, 100%. Um, and then people who are asexual and aromantic, like they're not homo, they're not het, there's n nothing. They don't want anything to do with anyone. O only, only platonic pals for, for these people. Um, more of them do identify as queer, but still there, there are quite a few who, who don't, and that's perfectly fine. You know, it's, it, it's your choice. Um, allies do not get to be queer. I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And can you just throw out, like, a few terms that come to mind that might be included in the plus? Plus is just like everything else. I think we've exhausted my vocabulary. Really? Okay. Um, so, sort of within the T, the trans, um, you also have non-binary. However, trans and non-binary are like two circles with major overlap in the Venn diagram, but it is perfectly acceptable to identify as non-binary while not identifying as trans. Um, and somewhat similar to non-binary is genderqueer. Um, I personally identify as genderqueer, and like just in their base definitions, there's really not much difference. Genderqueer is just what feels comfortable to me. Um, as I said in the beginning, I'm very passively cis, like womanhood, it's a fun costume. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's what people told me, I'm like, ah, whatever, I'll go with it. Um, so I also kind of consider myself a demi-woman. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I don't know what it means. Okay. So demi-women and demi-men um, are people who, like, their gender feels close to, to man or woman, but not quite there. Um, so sometimes... I, I feel pretty woman. Sometimes I feel like I'm no gender, agender. Um, but most of the time I'm just like, oh yeah, like woman is good enough. But it's it, like, it feels fake <laughs> in a way, in a way that um, women who, who like actually identify with their womanhood it doesn't feel fake for them. Like it's it's just, like like womanhood to me is like like it's so theoretical. Yeah. 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 Um, 
but my pronouns are she her i i accept that she and they feel exactly the same to me i just go with she her because it makes life easier for other people who aren't me and because i'm very neutral on it i don't care that being said people with my exact same gender feelings will not always have the same pronoun feelings so please be respectful of people's pronouns everyone out there <laughs> okay <laughs> okay um okay so other things um i guess keeping on the demi train do you know what demisexual means uh no okay so demisexual is on the spectrum of asexuality and what it essentially means is that a person will have zero sexual attraction to anyone that they just like walk by on the street or have like a very surface level of relationship with like you know I'm, I'm sure you you walk down the street you see a hot lady you're like oh I'd smash I don't know if I put it that way but sure I get what you're getting at right <laughs> okay dummy people don't feel that but once they form an emotional connection with someone then they have the potential to develop sexual attraction so a common misconception of demisexual people is that they're they're quote unquote normal respectable people like like oh that that's just normal to like not want to have sex with someone until you have a relationship with them it's 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 not the same thing what these people don't understand is that it's not that demisexual people are making the choice to not have have sex even though they want to and like how the urge they like they feel no no sexual attraction until they form an emotional bond then there's also demi romantic which is kind of like the opposite mm-hmm. where like you 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 could could be both but ju- just like i guess to make it easier to conceptualize like you can have sexual attraction to people but you don't feel any romantic attraction to them until you really form a bond with them. And like, like it can take a very long time for, in, in, in both of these cases to really form the bond necessary. Um, and then the, there's gray sexual. Do you know what that means? Gray sexual? Yes. I've never heard that before. Okay. So gray sexual is also on the spectrum of asexuality. Gray sexual people are often confused um, as demisexual people. Like, pe- people think that they're the same. Uh, they're not. So, gray sexual people go through periods in their life, like, could there could be months in between, years in between, days in between, minutes in between, hours in between. What, what like, what, whatever the person's individual ebbs and flows are like they'll go through periods of time where they have zero interest in being sexually active with anyone and it in those times they're just kind of living life as if they're like quote-unquote fully asexual but then they'll have periods where they do have sexual desires um and 
you know, it, it, it can come in levels. You know, we, we, we all have peaks and valleys in our libido, uh, but gray sexual people, like, they're, they do have moments that can either have nothing to do or everything to do or a little bit to do with their interpersonal relationships, um, who, who's around them, whatever, um, that affect their sexual desire. It could just be time. Like, th th there can be no trigger. Um, what, what else? Oh, pan. What is that? Um, I th I th okay, so my educated guess, because I have heard this word before. Yes. Someone who, is, who can be attracted to someone regardless of gender or, or um, whether they're male or female or, you know, so on and so forth. Okay, yeah, yeah, ve very good. So the, the biggest difference between pan and bi that most people will say is that if you're pan, like the attraction feels the same regardless of the gender or presentation of the person you're attracted to. Whereas with bi people, they're attracted to two or more genders. Um, bi people can also very much be attracted to non-binary people, ju just like pan people can. Um, but with, with bi people, they often say that the attraction is very different, differently experienced, depending on which gender they're experiencing this attraction to. Um, these two definitions are not super rigid. There are a lot of people who identify as both pan and bi. There are a lot of people who maybe on paper, it would look like their attraction fits one term better than the other, but for whatever reason, they decide to primarily identify as the other term. A lot of people, um, a lot of people who are in like the the millennial generation, I've, I've heard a lot of them say that if they were growing up now, they would probably identify as pan, but because bi was the word they knew when they were younger, that's just the word that they've been using and they're comfortable in it now, so they're, they're not really gonna switch their identifier. And then similarly, there are like younger people, Zillennial, Gen Z, who because pan is becoming more and more common, there are a lot of people who feel like just because pan w was the word that they were hearing in their own circles more often, even though now that it's been a few years and they really look into it, they're like, oh, maybe buy would have been more, but I don't know, I've been using pan, it's fine. Um, and there, there are also people who they, they get their, their one word that they like and they hear about the others and they're like, I still like mine. And <laughs> it's, it, it's all like, language is so limiting. You, you gotta do what makes you comfortable. Um, and there, there are people who, are attracted to multiple genders, attracted to all genders, um, 
who don't use any identifiers at all. Like a lot of people just identify as queer um, because it feels less limiting. Some people are completely unlabeled. Um, you, you just gotta do what makes you feel comfortable. And the, there are other words similar to pan and bi. Um, there's omnisexual, polysexual. Um, I define monosexuality, polysexuality, and asexuality as being three umbrellas with all their various things within them and then the asexual umbrella works its way into the monosexual and polysexual umbrellas as well. Um, but there are other people who say that polysexual is not an umbrella term for all these things. I, I have to disagree. It just makes more sense linguistically to say that you know, there's monosexual and polysexual, and then within both of those umbrellas, there are many, many different things. Um, but yeah, uh, wh wh when you're not just straight up het or homo, it, it can be difficult to find a word that fits. Um, and some people have many words that fit, some people have one word that fits, some people have zero words that fit, and it's, it's all good. So uh, I'm I'm a, a big old mo a homo <laughs> with thoughts and I I really want to convince the various queers that I know to come on the pod and talk about their experiences and their uh, little corners of the community and whatnot. Um, but for today, it's just going to be me and my little cishet man that I got here. Johnny, do, do you want to say something, prompt some topics? Uh, I am not the person to do so. No, I, I'm giving you the floor. Oh, jeez. Um, I don't know. Bust out the list. I don't have any... Okay. <laughs> okay. He he is a non-problematic man. He he will not step on anyone's toes. If if anyone is in the market for an emotional support straight man, Johnny takes commissions. <laughs> okay. Um so Johnny, while you are non-problematic, um you're also a bit clueless. I I think you know more about the queer community than a lot of cishet men, um, but still not much. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. If if That's you're fine. you're down, okay. Um, I want you to tell me what you think the dollar bean means. I think you made that up. You think I made that up? <laughs> okay. Um, I'll give you a hint. This either originated on TikTok or gained its mass popularity on TikTok, this term. Okay. So it's a Zoomer thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's a Zoomer thing, but 
there there's many a millennial on tiktok who i've seen use the phrase le dollar bean le dollar bean le dollar bean does it mean clitoris that's a good guess tell me how you got there oh because some people say oh i'm gonna go home and flick the bean well i've never heard anyone saying when you go home and flick the bean i i very (laughs) what just who's giving you this order of events i'm i'm gonna go home this is my plan for tonight johnny i that i'm gonna go home and flick the bean it sounds like something you would say i've never told you my masturbation schedule that is true but I, I, I've seen a Facebook poster too with a woman saying she's going to go home and flick the bean. Yeah, yeah. Fl- <laughs> flick the bean is a phrase. But <laughs> this specific timeline of events, I'm, I'm really... What? He, he's on his Facebook memes. That, that's where, where he's getting it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to show you the word written now. And perhaps that will help you. So look at that top line. Oh, lesbian. Yes. <laughs> so it spelled out, it is L-E dollar sign B-E-A-N. And the reason why the phrase Le Dollar Bean has gained popularity um, amongst the Zoomers and their queer lingo is because TikTok has a tendency to either bury or just full out remove LGBTQ plus content. So a lot of people who include topics related to LGBT plus existence in their TikToks in any of their uh, TikTok descriptions or transcripts or whatever, they will have to censor themselves. So the, if the word lesbian is going to get flagged, you don't want that. So you, you want to censor it. You want to put in a dollar sign instead of an S. And this very unfortunate censorship issue, um, this particular phrase became a big meme because the robot that reads what people write on their TikTok videos, like you've seen it, yeah. she, oh, uh, I, I don't know its pronouns. They, <laughs> the, the robot. I, I don't want to misgender any robots. Okay. <laughs> um, when the robot sees this phrase spelled out, it says the dollar bean. And so a lot of lesbians have stitched videos where the robot says the dollar bean with a video of them reacting to the phrase the dollar bean 
and them saying, I'm not a lesbian anymore. I'm a dollar bean. Like it, oh <laughs> it, it's taken over the, the community. People are saying, put some respect on my name. Call me dollar bean or don't call me anything at all. Um, so it's, it's become a big meme. And in this becoming a meme, it's sort of come full circle in then bringing attention to the censorship issue on TikTok. Um, TikTok as a platform, as a company, has not been doing anything uh, to become less censored um, and more LGBTQIA plus friendly. Um, but a lot of people who were not previously aware that this was an issue are now becoming aware, and uh, some are doing what they can to bring other people's attention to it. Some are just going on with their lives now aware, um, as, as people do. But yeah, the... Uh, People do this with many phrases. Um, one that a lot of the kids are saying is um, instead of kill, they say on alive because kill also gets flagged um, because it it's like, um, it, you know, they, 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 they don't want violent content, even though there's a lot of violent content on TikTok <laughs> that doesn't get flagged. Um, they, there are others like gay will have an at sign instead of an A. There, there are many, many different things that people have to do to avoid being flagged. And this is an issue not only because it's censoring voices that should be heard um but it's also uh an accessibility issue people with dyslexia or other conditions that make it hard for them to read they, they can't process the dollar bean they can't process gay with an at sign and additionally People who are blind or sight impaired and have to rely on the robots to read to them. If, if you are just going along your business on the internet and hear the phrase la dollar bean and don't see it written out, you, you're not going to know what that means. Like, sure, you, you see it written out, and it looks like lesbian, but you hear the phrase "la dollar bean," you don't know what that means. Um, so yeah, censorship on TikTok is a problem because it is a huge platform that it is very unkind to a lot of communities, um, LGBT plus community only being one that they bury um they're also like on it honestly anyone who's not young white or east asian skinny 
attractive and like at least appears wealthy tiktok is gonna do what they can to bury that content um and i you know pe- people like me who we we live in our bubbles like um i i am though i'm not a child i i am a consumer of tiktok my feeds do have people of color and queer people and disabled people um but that's because i'm the type of person to actively seek out that content people who were not previously interested in these topics or facets of society are just going to see whatever tiktok wants to be popular and so so like some young kid who doesn't know any queer people in real life when they go on tiktok they're they're not going to see any queer content and that's a problem because queer people are safer when they see themselves represented for many reasons um i'm not gonna go into them i think that's like a whole episode um to dive into of why representation matters and why it's genuinely unsafe to not see yourself represented um but yeah uh tiktok sucks but i do get sucked into it so i actually had a question for you about tiktok censorship um see if i can remember what it is um oh yeah one uh Maybe you actually answered this. I can't remember. But why do you think that's happening? And two, are you surprised it's happening on a platform like TikTok? Okay, so to clarify um, that, what, what, why do I think that is happening? Um, you mean the, the censorship? Okay. Um, why is it happening? It it's happening because queer people are not seen as marketable um they're not seen as easy to swallow uh and same goes for uh people who are not wealthy uh to to include people who are poor and people who are just like middle class um people of color disabled people um a- anyone who is living in a space of existence that is not seen as marketable all of the platforms are not very kind to um but but TikTok because it's such a big platform that is being consumed it, it is especially a problem there. Um, but it's also a problem on YouTube. Uh, it, it's a problem uh, certainly in television uh, and movies and whatnot. Um, just all, all media. 
a you know, in, in order for things to be consumed, they have to first be funded. And in order to be funded, they have to be seen as consumable. And regardless of what the reality is, um, the people in power have a very narrow idea of what is marketable and easy to swallow uh, and enjoyable for various audiences. Um and am I surprised? Absolutely not. You know, that this happens on, on every platform. And on the platforms that this doesn't happen, they're not as successful because they're not seen as marketable. It's, it's a vicious cycle of things that have not previously been seen are not seen as marketable. And so things that have not previously been seen don't ever get to be seen. And so they, they never have the chance to prove themselves. And I'm, I mean, you know, ev everything goes at a snail's pace. We're, we're certainly seeing more representation of various communities in media now than we were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago. Absolutely we are, but the change isn't happening very quickly and we're still missing a lot of representation that would be incredibly valuable. Did that answer your question? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Okay, cool. Uh, did you have anything else to add? No, that's it. Okay, w what are I? I want to know your thoughts on. Uh, well, first, were were you aware um, of censorship either in TikTok or any other area of media? Um, I think it was like a sense of like I kind of figured that was happening, but you kind of broke it down in a way that made me really understand why that would be happening. You know. Um, but it does kind of surprise me on a platform like TikTok that is just so aimed towards a per, like what I assume is a pretty progressive demographic, mm -hmm. and yet it's still silencing and uh, sending certain audiences to the back, you know? Yeah, to totally. Um, so Gen Z is super progressive um at, at least in the u.s i mean i i'm very ignorant to what is happening outside of the u.s so i i can only um speak on this area of the world but yeah um at, at least in, in in the u.s gen z is very progressive um i don't know the exact statistics but uh i i think around half of gen z currently identify as uh not being cishet so i like like being queer in some way either in terms of sexuality or gender or both um like non-binary identities are being seen so much more prevalently in Gen Z now, um, and that that has so much to do with representation. You know, like it's it's not that there are more queer people now than there were before. It's that we have the language more readily available now. 
Um, and, you know, in, in the past, people were still curious about these things, but they didn't have the resources to find the answers to their questions. Nowadays, even if the things you're curious about are not super in your face and being advertised to you, they're still findable. Any question you have, you you can Google. Any community that you've heard of, you can Google. Um, And so people having the same curiosities now that people had in the past now have a lot more opportunity to find the information they're looking for by digging. And in finding that information, uh, they're also beginning to ask new questions that previous generations didn't even have the opportunity to ask because they, they weren't getting the opportunity to branch out in that way. Um, so yeah, the, the reality is that a lot of people are very thirsty for representative content um, a, across all underrepresented demographics. Um, I, I can speak mostly on queer shit, but every underrepresented community um, they, there is a market for them to be represented. Um, but the people who create these algorithms, um, and decide what is marketable are not as in touch with the people as they think they are and the the people who do realize that there is a market for this content that is being repressed a lot of them they, there is a line that they won't cross between their greediness and their social conservatism they they want the green they they want all the money but they also don't want society to deviate too far so there are some people who have the power to open more doors for various people um, who understand at least to some degree that they can make money off of that content. Um, but their disgust and disdain sort of overrides their greed. Um, so it, 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 it's, it's very weird when, when, you, when you try to like, when you're not a person who thinks that way, when you try to break down where they're coming from, it, it's very hard to grasp, but 
I I do think that's the reality and that is my opinion based on what I know and what I've seen. I'm sure that other people have other thoughts. Um but that that is my my thoughts and if my thoughts change in the future, I'll I'll be happy for them too. <laughs> Uh, do you have any comments, John Arino? Uh, well, one, you just added me as John Arino to the message. Oh, yes. Um, that, that is his Christian name. <laughs> That's right. It's biblical. It's, <laughs> yes. Uh, the gospel according to John Arino. Uh, no, I mean, that was pretty eye-opening. Um, it makes sense. I don't think I have anything to really add to it. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, moving on to something that I probably won't get on a soapbox over. Something maybe a little lighter. Even though I did go into that last segment thinking it was going to be pretty light and fun. Um, this is an either-or question. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to give you two phrases. And... I want you to tell me which one is real and which one did I make up. Okay. And it's, it's a word that describes a type of gay man. Okay. So, you, you know, like bear, otter. Sure. Yeah. Um, Johnny knows that he's an otter. <laughs> um, he, he's been made aware. Um, yeah. So I want you to tell me which is real. And then I want you to define it. Okay? Okay, so your options are twonk or grunk. One of them is real. Uh, can you repeat them for me one more time? Option A is twonk. Option B is grunk. And these are two types of men? No. One of these is a type of man. One is just a sound that I invented. I think grunk is real. You think grunk is real? Okay, what does it mean? A very muscular, but maybe not so bright man. Oh, very muscular, but not so bright. Okay, um, I, I like that definition, and you're kind of in the right area. Um, so Gronk is the fake one. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> no, no, so, no, no, <laughs> no, your, your definition kind of fits twunk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you chose the wrong word, but you gave a halfway there definition. Okay, so now, now that you know the real word is twonk, what, what kind of man is that? So it's, well, it sounds like twink, which I've heard, I've heard that word before. And that's like, is that kind of like a petite man, a man who's not like super muscular, you know, kind of? Yeah, petite man. Um, skinny, usually white. Um, it, it, 
oh my here i am on, on my soapbox a lot of people gatekeep twink for only the whites um yeah they're generally hairless the reason why you're an otter and not a twink is because you're a little hairy boy yeah uh so okay so i think a twunk is maybe in terms of like like in terms of muscles and physique maybe just a step up from a twink (laughs) that's it yeah so twinks they kind of have like the little boy aesthetic you know but twunks like you're 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 there they're they're like twinks who beefed up it sounds like past tense twink. Oh, so, so, so like a twink that's grown up. I was he, twunked. I was twunked. <laughs> okay, wow. I'm I'm proud of you that that you got there. Um, yeah. So if if were you not an otter, would you prefer to be a twink or a twunk? I'm going to say twunk just because I love the name. Okay. Does it feel powerful? It sounds more pow- powerful than otter. <laughs> Otters are powerful. They they break um, shellfish open to eat them. True. Okay. Fair enough. And and they're, they're sweet. They hold hands with each other. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Johnny is baby. Uh, <laughs> my my roommates are Johnny and his girlfriend, who is my best friend of many years. Johnny's a, a good foot taller than her, and she cradles him like a baby <laughs> on the couch. He's he's a sweet boy. We love to see it. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that that was impressive. That you got to twunk. So that was episode one of I Have a Query. Y'all can find us on Instagram at I Have a Query Pod. Um, that's query with two E's uh, because we're queer here. <laughs> Johnny was very impressed by that rhyme. Um. I hope you all keep listening. Uh, please, if you liked what you just heard, write good things about us. Um, you can rate us. I, I'm i pretty sure we're going to put this on all the various apps. Yeah, jo- Johnny's my sound guy, so... It, it's it's all up to him he's he, he's my tech guy my sound guy i i just talk into the microphone <laughs> um do you have any parting words for the listeners uh well thanks for bearing with me and uh, no johnny <laughs> there's no bearing you're an otter all right well i hope you all enjoyed and i uh, hope you enjoyed the or listen to the next episode as well Yes, goodbye, sweet dreams, and I love you.